This is Pat Higgins, and this is who I am. Today's guest is Pat Higgins, illustrator, designer, punk rocker, and beer nerd. Um, hi, Pat. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. Um, so you are a illustrator, designer, punk rocker, and beer nerd. Absolutely. All right. And uh, where, where do you live? You're on the East Coast. I right? live in, uh, in Delaware, uh-huh. um, about... About a half hour from Philly, about an hour from Baltimore, so kind of in the middle there. Uh huh. And uh, I, I kind of uh, was introduced to your work. I don't know if you remember there was the um, the mini zine uh, swap thing that happened a few years back, and you did you actually created a zine talking about how to make zines. Um, yeah, yeah, the uh, mini comics dump truck. That was yeah, fun. That was that's right. Yeah. Um. So, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. You, you, um. Did you grow up in in Delaware? Um, I was born in Michigan uh-huh. and um, lived most of my life in Delaware. Right. So, and I'm 36 now. So, yeah, spent a long time here. <laughs> <laughs> and how did uh, how did you start illustrating? What what led you onto that path? Um, I mean, I started drawing when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um. Always did it, always did well in, you know, art class at school, always liked to read comics and watch cartoons and stuff. Right. Um, so I ended up going to art school. Um, that didn't work out very well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when I went, I was a little too uh, little too worried about having fun and partying uh-huh. and uh, not so worried about paying attention in school and all that. Um, while I was in school, I ended up getting a job at at a newspaper doing graphic design uh-huh. and uh, stopped going to school, got a bunch of student loans. Um, so I keep working, doing graphic design for the newspapers. And um, yeah, eventually uh, got really burned out by the newspaper stuff. And for some reason I started, started drawing again. And um, yeah, that's, that's about it. Mm. <laughs> That, that kind of led me back into drawing. Right. Being burned out on the newspaper stuff. <laughs> uh, what was it that burned you out on the newspaper stuff, if you don't mind me asking? Um, a lot of things about it. Um, it was a lot of uh, shit in, shit out kind of attitude with it. Not mm-hmm. a lot of uh, not a lot of creativity. Right. Um, they didn't really want that. They just wanted, to, you know, numbers. Yeah. So that kind of that kind of burned me out on the the newspaper advertisement design stuff because it was it's it was all about numbers and not not very much about creativity. Right. And were you creating stuff uh, on your by by yourself uh, at that stage as well, or was it just because of work? You didn't really have the the time or the desire to do anything for yourself at that stage, or? Um. Well, it kind of it kind of burned me out on everything for a while, uh-huh. and I just started doing stuff on my own. Um, cause I wanted to get a different job. Right. Um, so I started doing other jobs, figuring that would, that would lead into a different full-time 
position, mm-hmm. you know, building up that portfolio. Cause I, at the rate I was going, I wasn't building it up with advertising design. Right. So yeah, that did lead me to do, start doing my own stuff, start doing my own from doing that. Those side projects, um, for graphic design led me into wanting to do illustration again. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that kind of led me down that path. Right. And um, just to go back for a moment, you you said that you were a comic reader when you were younger. Um, what kind of stuff were you reading? If you're you said you're thirty six, so was that that eighties uh, mainstream comics, or were you more was there more underground stuff? What was it like in in Delaware? When um, you were younger? It was a little bit of both. Um, a lot of the mainstream Marvel stuff I started on, like uh, X Men, Ghost Rider, right. Um, and then I think it was I think it was at a school. One of those school book fair things, I ended up finding a uh, Tales from the Crypt anthology uh-huh. and uh, really got into that. Started getting really into the EC Comics stuff. Right. Uh, and how easy was it to find old old comics in Delaware? Was there was there an active uh, comic scene or? Um, it wasn't too bad. There was there were a couple stores around where we're at, so it wasn't wasn't too hard to get a hold of some good stuff. Uh huh. Um, and then, uh, when you started doing your own illustration stuff and, and broke away, what was, uh, what were you doing around that? Was there, were you doing day jobs or did you just just say, okay, this is it. I'm going to make a point of focusing purely on this and build my portfolio and then make this work or, um, a little bit of both. Right. Um, but I've always tried to keep the, uh, keep the day job, you know, floating, just, I don't know. I always, I always had that in the background. Uh-huh. Um, but there was, there was a time where I was probably a year and a half or so. I was at a magazine and the magazine went out of business. Right. And it was kind of like my, you know, sink or swim kind of moment there. And, um, I, I went like a year and a half or so without a job and then, uh, without a full-time day job. So I was doing the doing the freelance illustration and freelance graphic design stuff uh-huh. and um, made it through pretty well. Um, but then there was the, you know, there's no insurance, no, no stability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, yeah, then I ended up working for, uh, where did I work after that. Um, there was another newspaper, um, which, I went after because it was a convenient, convenient job that was close to, uh, I was getting ready to go back to school at that point mm-hmm. and it was right near the school. So I figured try to apply there, start going, maybe they'll pay for school a little bit and I'll go back to school. And, and that's how I ended up uh, finishing school. I went back for uh, multimedia design. Right. Mm. And, um, what about the, the music side of, of what you do? Um, I've always played music, uh-huh. um, been in a bunch of bands over the years. Um, right now I'm in two different bands. I'm in, um, disaster committee and feral ponies. Yeah. And, um, my wife is in uh, feral ponies with me. Oh, so that's, nice. that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but I get to do, uh, get to do a lot of cool stuff for both, both of the bands get to do like t-shirts, record covers, stuff like that. Like, um, the new feral ponies record we just did with, um, it's got 3d glasses uh-huh. so like 
you know, the covers like 3d, like pops out at you and stuff. Yeah. Um, the last disaster committee one, um, it had secret decoder glasses. So you like, you read through the book and it's got like hidden stuff throughout it. Right. And that's but the that's C in the, red, right? That was the, uh, yep. Yeah. 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 Seeing. Yeah. And that, um, that stuff actually leads to a lot of other work for me, which is really cool. Um, uh -huh. I've, I've done work for a bunch of different bands, um, different record labels, stuff like that. Um, but that's kind of cool. And that's kind of like the whole, like, you know, if you do work that you like, you end up getting work from clients that want you to do that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's, that's, what's fun about that. Yeah. Ah, and, and, and do you think the music has shaped your, your artistic style, your, your illustration style or, um, cause they, they, there is like a, um, like a raw, it, it's very clean, but very raw punk style that come, kind of goes across both the illustration and the music. So, yeah, I, I think so. Cause I mean, I, you know, grew up looking at all these record covers and you know, I, it can't, can't not be an influence at this point. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, I mean, one of my favorite artists is Ray Pettibon, mm -hmm. uh, did a bunch of stuff for black flag, does stuff for off now. Um, that's that's obviously a huge influence on me. Yeah. Hmm. And but, um, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, pretty much everything you do ends up being an influence in one way or another, whether you realize it or not. Yeah. <laughs> so, with you, you're in two bands. You're uh, doing illustration work. Do you, you have a day job at the moment as well? And um, yeah, I'm working for um, the marketing department at a college. Uh -huh. um, a senior graphic designer there. Um, so yeah, I do that, you know, Monday through Friday, eight 30 to four 30. And then, uh, somehow I managed to do the other stuff all the rest. <laughs> of the How do you do that? How do you, what, what do you do to find the time? What do, do you have? Uh, do you have specific days that you, you have time slots that you know you're going to be doing something or is it looser than that? Um, it, it's super loose. It's, it's pretty much just jam everything in uh, as much time as I can. Uh -huh. And that includes having fun too. Cause if, if you're not having <laughs> fun, then it's, there's no point. Yeah. But a lot of that stuff overlaps too. Um, at least the music stuff does. Cause you get to go out and like, you know, have fun, see your friends. Mm -hmm. Um, and then once a month, um, a friend of mine and I, uh, we host a, um, the oddball art hall. Mm -hmm. at a bar called oddity bar in Wilmington, Delaware. And, um, it's a thing where it's, um, we get about 15 to 18 artists, I think. And, um, we'll put together a thing where there's the high top bar tables. Mm -hmm. Um, each artist gets one of those tables to sell their, you know, original art, comics, prints, uh, whatever they got. And, um, while that's going on, on the stage where there's usually a band playing, um, we'll have, um, we'll have a model that everybody can draw. And then, um, we'll also have somebody playing records too. Mm. So that's kind of a fun thing to get the, get the local artists, you know, talking to each other and get yeah. their work out from different people and stuff. Yeah. And do you, do you feel like it's, um, it's, it's a core group of you that are involved in this or do you see a lot of new faces coming up or, and, and changing out or, um, there's definitely a core 
core group um, of people that are that are regulars, and um, it's weird. There's always new people that end up um, signing up for it or showing up to draw and hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is kind of cool. It does seem like it's it's building a little bit. Oh, good. And with the music, do you go on tour or do you do you, do you play? Do you keep it local? Um, not so much anymore with the touring. Um, just cause everybody's, everybody's got their jobs and their families and all that stuff. Um, but we'll do like, you know, a couple out of town shows every now and then mm-hmm. nothing, nothing too serious. It's not like we're, we're gone for more than a couple days at a time. Right. Um, like we've done, you know, Virginia, DC, Philly, um, New Jersey, you know, basically like the local area. Yeah. Within a couple hours. Hmm. Um, it would be nice to do again, but everybody's schedules are just <laughs> crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but with your artwork, do you feel like um, there, there's a couple of pieces that are, um, you did a piece for the Women's March um, and um, uh, the bath time for idiocracy. Do you, do you feel like uh, like the, the, the political climate at the moment is is that, something that's butting up against the work that you're doing a lot or do you find that it's um it's fueling ideas for you or um i i think the the political climate right now is really going to be really good for art and really good for music as far Mm -hmm. as i'm concerned right Right. for some people it might not be um some people try to keep that stuff out of their work Mm -hmm. um i personally enjoy it and i enjoy work that is you know more more political yeah. But yeah, I think it's I think it's good for art. It's gonna be good for music. It's it's bad for all of us right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and but it's it's good, I think, when people do do stuff that's more, you know, it's politically inclined because it maybe it'll get somebody interested that wasn't interested before, or get somebody paying attention. Right. Yeah, that it feels like um you know, it's it's like you say, it's tough for, for everybody in the, the current climate. But if you can if you can create communities and and find a way of uh, bridging communities, that's that's something for that can give people something. Sometimes that can give people um, direction and focus that can help. Yeah. And with the uh, with the comic stuff, do you? Um, how often do you, do you still read comics? Do you still, do you still, uh, go into any of the, the, the current monthly stuff that's put out there or, um, not so much into the monthly stuff. Um, probably over the last 10 or 15 years, it's been mostly, um, mostly independent stuff and, um, smaller comics. Mm-hmm. So not so much like the, you know, the, the monthly stuff like Marvel or DC, it's, a lot of it's more, more stuff that comes out sporadically, but um, but I do read still quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually do a lot of reading on the the iPad now. Oh right, okay. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a couple good apps on there for that. Uh huh. Like um, Comicsology, I think is one of them. Yeah. And uh, Sequential uh-huh. is a good one. Yeah. Yeah, they're both. Uh, Comicsology did a. I think they were quite smart in that they opened up to a lot more independent creators. At first, it felt kind of shut off to them, but when they did the submit 
series. They kind of they, they broadened a lot of what was going up on there. Yeah, um, it seems like there's a, a good selection on there now. Yeah, yeah, and sequential is is great for. Um, there's a lot of um, um, more out there, more um, stuff that, that that used to be readily available in England that I couldn't really find over here that you can get on that right. app. Yeah, and I think the the last thing that I really really liked that I read was um, uh, March. Mm -hmm. You read that one? I haven't read that. No, I know they're up to. That's, is it the third book that they're up to? Yeah, the third one just came out. I believe that's the last one, but I think they they may go back and do some more stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's I I really do want to read it. I I was a um, I was visiting a friend at San Diego, and they had um, I can't remember who puts it out, but they had uh, uh, John Lewis was there signing copies, and I kept kind of circling around hoping I could get to the table and grab a copy and get get a, a word with him but he was just constantly <laughs> surrounded by people so i never quite got there unfortunately but uh, yeah it's it's a really good book and we um my wife and i went to spx last year mm -hmm. um we ended up watching um did a panel discussion you know with the, the whole team yeah they put out and um it's really interesting and um my wife is actually using that in her classroom now Oh, right. She's a uh, social studies teacher. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're, they're using the March book to go over uh, the civil rights movement. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's good. That's timely. Yeah. Ah. And does that, um, when you see stuff like that, does that inspire you to, to do, does, does that make you want to do more long form stuff? Or do you, because a lot of the comic books you put out are, are shorter <laughs> pieces and uh, like uh, mini comics and and uh, um yeah yeah it does make me want to do longer form stuff um i'm actually in the process of working on something that's it's a bigger project but it's it's more short stories still mm -hmm. so it's kind of kind of in the middle there right um and at the same time it's completely the opposite of march really like mm -hmm. march was you know a first-hand account of these very important events that happened um, which is really awesome. And, um, I'm doing a comic about Donald Trump, but it's very, um, not serious at all, mm -hmm. <laughs> which I think I kind of need right now. I'm kind of, kind of burned out on the serious. I need a little, little weird nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. I, I've been feeling, especially the last couple of weeks, it's been so overwhelming and, uh, I, I just, there's a part of me that really wants to to find the absurdity somewhere out there yeah. to to hold yeah, on to that. This one is completely absurd so far. Oh, um, good. <laughs> <laughs> which is a nice break. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's very very absurd. Um, I I do use like a couple, you know, uh, some actual quotes here and there, mm -hmm. but uh, only because they didn't really need any extra humor added. It's just, <laughs> they, were, they were there. Mm -hmm. And when you're working on stuff like that, what's, uh, what's your process? What do you do? What do you work on? Um, so I usually start, um, with the, the notes app on my phone mm -hmm. and I'll just start, you know, kind of jotting down ideas as I, you know, go about my day. Yeah. Um, or if I'm driving, I'll use the um, 
the audio recording app on my phone mm-hmm. and I'll just start, you know, spouting off ideas. And, uh, from that, I'll kind of tighten it up and, um, you know, keep tweaking it a little bit and then tighten it up till it's usually, you know, where I can divide it out into pages. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once, once I figure that out, I kind of thumbnail it and then I just get right to it, start pencil and inking and coloring. Mm-hmm. Mm. And uh, as far as the art, I do all that on my, um, my surface book. Um, and I'll use, uh, I guess it was, it used to be called manga studio. Now it's called clip studio. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I use that for all my art now, which is, which is nice. Cause I can take it wherever I'm at and just work. Yeah. And have, how long have you been digital? Mm, I want to say fully digital, probably maybe five years or so. Yeah. Okay. And do you do the thumbnails um, digitally or is that uh, still an hour? Yeah. Yeah. I'll even do the thumbnails digital because it's, it's just easy to do it like that. Like it's all in one place uh-huh. and, you know, I'll kind of zoom out to do the thumbnails and just kind of rough it out. Then I'll zoom in and do that, you know, a second, second layer, which will be like the pencil layer. Um, and after that, I'll go in and do more like the outline inks on one layer and then I'll do the more, I'll do like, uh, any kind of details or shading type inks on the, on another layer, which makes it a little bit easier. Right. I'll do the color under all the inks. Uh huh. And, um, with, with your thumbnails, how rough are they? Is it, is it like a very obvious step from, from that to the, the actual finished art or is it real rough just to get it out and then you, you build on that or. Um, it's completely rough. It's, it's like, you know, very blocked out stick figures. Uh Um, but then once I go to the pencil stage, it's when I'm, sometimes I'll do a really, really rough pencil stage. Um, and then, or sometimes I'll go like super tight. Um, just depends on what I'm working on and you know, what the project is, I guess. Yeah. But it's it's pretty much the same process no matter no matter what I'm doing, yeah. um, whether it's a T-shirt design for somebody, a record cover, a comic, um, whatever. It's kind of like roughing out the ideas and then tightening them up and then tightening up some more and then mm-hmm. all done. Uh huh. And at what point do you think you you get the at what point is it that, that you realize the idea is over and that's like, is there a moment in your process where you go, okay, I've got this now. Like, is it when you make those notes and then you get a story idea and you're like, Oh, okay. I know how this is going to go now. Or is it at some later stage? Do you think? Um, I, it really depends. I just kind of like, just go with the flow and let it, let it just do its thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or if it's somebody else's job, they'll just tell me when it's, <laughs> when it's ready. <laughs> How quickly do you work? Do you think? Um, yeah, I mean that that really depends on the project and depends on which part of the the process it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working on a t-shirt design earlier today, um, and the the rough pencils for that, I got an hour or so. Right. Um. Which isn't too bad. 
Mm-hmm. Um, cause then if, as long as that's approved, you know, if that comes back all good to go, I mean, it won't take me very long after that. I would say that, you know, the early stages is where I spend most of the time either, you know, with the brainstorming and, you know, trying to figure out what I'm doing or the writing process, if it's a comic, mm-hmm. um, that really takes the most time. Mm. The actual doing it is that just kind of happens. Yeah. Mm. And did you did you table at SPX? You said you went there, but did you? No, I didn't. Oh. And I tried to this year too. Uh-huh. Uh Didn't make it through the lottery. Right. Uh, <laughs> but I went to it last year. It's um, it's a couple hours from where I'm at, so uh-huh. it's not a bad drive. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. I'm I'm thinking of heading over to the east. Um, hopefully either later this year or next year to try and do something. I was looking at a space maybe or. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been to that one yet. Yeah. It seems like there's a real, um, um, not just the indie comic, but just like a, there's, it, there's such a, there's so many pockets of creators around and that feels like there's, it kind of grows out in from that area. And, um, um, it'd be nice to, I know, I know a bunch of people who are over there who, who create and it'd be nice to actually go and see them. And yeah. Yeah. That's, that's half the fun with all that stuff uh-huh. is getting to see everybody and hang out and yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Um, so, uh, who were your heroes when you were, when you were growing up? Who were the people that you think inspired you both in, in music and in illustration? Um, that's tough. Um, I I would say music, um, probably Joe Strummer. Uh Um, the clash is always one of my favorites. Um, art probably say like Ray Pettibon, Mm -hmm. Harvey Kurtzman, Mm -hmm. uh, John Kay, the guy that did, uh, Ren and Stimpy. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. Chuck Jones. Um, oh, there's a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, those are some of the big ones, I guess. Yeah. And have you, um, have you done uh, biographical stuff? I haven't, and I really want to. And I keep, I keep writing stuff, and then I'll throw it away. Right. Um. And then I'll start something else and I'll write it and throw it away. I really just need to buckle down and do that stuff. Cause I've got like a bunch of really cool stories that I want to like put together, but I don't know. I always, maybe cause I'm too close to the stories. Like I always just end up scrapping it. Right. Huh? Yeah. Cause that's, I can see that it's, it's hard when to, to, you know, because it, it's that that's kind of storytelling does often lend itself to those short, short pieces. But it's very hard to know, like whether or not something works if you're, yeah, if you're in it. Yeah, and it's a lot of the stuff. Like I've I've told the stories a bunch of times, but it's <laughs> do they do they need to be on paper? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're they're great to tell somebody. You know, if you're hanging out at a bar, but do they need to be on paper? Does everybody need to know that? I don't know. Um, yeah, that's, that's tough. Yeah. I, I probably will eventually, 
Mm-hmm. And I'll I'll probably I don't know I'll probably throw away a bunch more drafts. <laughs> it'll happen eventually, I think. Yeah. Has your process sped up as uh, um, since you've gone all digital and and as you've have you've uh, progressed as a creator? Um, I think so. Um, and I think part of that is because I can I can take my my setup wherever I go mm-hmm. and just kind of jump into it. Whereas before, if I was taking it. You know, say I was working on my lunch break at work, I would, you know, take out my bottle of ink, take out my brush, take out my Bristol and start working on stuff. And um, by the time, you know, I got like 15 minutes left on my lunch break and I got to run to the bathroom and wash my brushes out. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with the digital stuff, if I'm doing something like that, I could just, you know, I'm I'm waiting for my oil change. And I'm getting stuff done. Yeah. You know, or I'm, I'm in the waiting room of the doctor's office and I'm getting stuff done. It's kind of like, that's kind of how I justify working like that and jamming so much shit into my life. (laughs) Just kind of get it done whenever. Uh Uh-huh. That's a good approach. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What about the beer nerd side? What's the. Um, so I've, I've always been into like, um, like craft beer and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, I haven't brewed beer in a while. Um, although I did just about, there was a point where my brothers and I would brew beer probably, you know, once a week or every two weeks, maybe mm-hmm. just depending on how busy we were. Um, and my brothers and my friends and I, we always go to different breweries and stuff, um, go to different events at breweries. Um, cause there's a bunch around, around where we're at in Delaware and Pennsylvania, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of do that as a hobby kind of thing, you know, yeah. check out different beers and breweries. Um, I haven't had a chance to make beer in quite a while cause I think the last time I brewed beer was before I started the two bands that I'm in right now. Right. <laughs> but I think that's kind of taking the place of actually making beer. <laughs> It's amazing to me that, that, that it seems like so many creators are either into uh, uh, beer or or whiskey, and um, yeah. you know, there's not many shows where you can you throw everything in where it's like a, a craft beer and uh, a comic book convention. Seems like it would be a yeah. I think that would be a hit. <laughs> Maybe we should do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They actually, um, not too long ago, I went to um, a thing at uh, Neshaminy Creek Brewery uh-huh. outside of Philly. Um, the uh, the guys that do the Trenton Punk Rock Flea Market teamed up with those guys, and they had an event at the brewery, which was really cool. Oh, nice. So, you know, there was like, I think over 200 vendors at the brewery doing, you know, selling their art and stuff, which was, it was great. It's a good yeah. day. Yeah, that sounds like a good, a good mix. Um, so if people want to find your stuff, where would they, where would you direct them? Where do you want to? Um, that would be, uh, pat-higgins.com uh-huh. or, uh, P Higgins 80 on Twitter or not Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh-huh. I don't remember what it is, <laughs> but, uh, Instagram's uh, P Higgins 80. I know that. And the, uh, the Facebook is Pat Higgins, Pat Higgins illustration. Okay. Cool. I'll put some links in the episode notes. Um, but thank awesome. you. Thank you for uh, 
taking the time out to talk to me. And uh, Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. If you want to have a listen to the Disaster Committee, uh, we'll have a link to a track in the show notes, uh, The Missing Middle. And playing us out on today's show will be The Feral Ponies with Blame It on the Classics. That's it for the show. We'll be back in two weeks. You can find us online at whoiampodcast.com and contact us by email at whoiam at gmail.com or by phone at 818-308-4066. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, there is a submissions form on the site. We're also on iTunes where you can leave a rating if you feel inclined. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Jamie Gamble, and this was This Is Who I Am. You're so